You're listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday Show. My name is Jack McLean, I am your host, and each week I stream live at 6pm Australian Eastern Standard Time from our YouTube channel to provide a weekly update. I also stream live to our Instagram to answer any questions sent through to us during the week. And then at the very end, finish off with a power tip to help footballers gain a competitive edge for the upcoming football season. You might be thinking, how do I feature my question? It's very simple. You can email us at info at preparelikeapro.com or direct message us from any of your socials. I'll include the answers in the next PLP live chat show. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and are hungry for more Aussie rules football knowledge, then our academy is for you. Our academy is designed for footballers and aspiring AFL strength and conditioning staff. Included is weekly coaching sessions, invites to our community of athletes and coaches, and complete free access to our high-performance education. And lastly, discounts on programs and merchandise. For more information, head to preparelikeapro.com slash academy. Let's get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. G'day, my name is Jack McLean and welcome to this week's Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday show. This week, this key topic will be all about staff communication, how to create a team of virtual assistants and how to keep them connected by using apps like Slack, Zoom, uh, creating meeting agendas and actionables and who's responsible for certain actions. Um, importance of scheduling your tasks on Google Sheets and Google Docs, live documents that both yourself and your team members can access and update live, uh, invoicing, why it's important to track um, happy clients to non-happy clients from a rapport point of view and how the team can work together on helping to serve the, the clients, or in this case, athletes, and ultimately how to um, improve your communication system. So if that's something that interests you, make sure to stick around uh, as I'll provide some tips that I wish I knew three years ago. If you're new to the YouTube channel, please hit subscribe to never miss an episode. We post useful content for strength and conditioning coaches and footballers on a weekly basis. And on this episode, I'll update you on all the things for the podcast episodes for the week, as well as live events. Some useful tips for footballers, we're going to be discussing a power tip on how to train like an AFL speed forward and a speed defender. So if that is your position, uh, make sure to stick around as I provide some practical tips on how you can not only get more of the Sharon, but also increase your pressure acts and improve your overall athleticism on the field to ultimately help your performance. So let's get straight into it. This week, we have Nathan Chapman, the founder of Pro Kick Australia, bite-sized episode from our recent Kicking Live Collaborative event that we hosted and uh, that segment will be all around how to improve your kicking distance. Nathan Chapman played AFL football himself. He also went over to America and um, and has created an awesome f- uh, business for footballers that want to go over to college and, and NFL as a punter. So make sure to tune in on Tuesday's episode for the founder of Pro Kick Australia. Nathan Chapman will be episode will be live. On Wednesday, our Get Better Plan, which is an educational presentation that we host for our Academy members. We provide a snippet for our podcasters, so you'll hear at least 60% of the presentation every Wednesday as part of a Get Better Plan. And this 
week will be our end of year reflection and why you need to know your values and strengths. So we hosted that obviously at the end of the year for the Academy members and we're now providing this for free for our podcast listeners. So if you want to work on reflection um, and being more aware of your values and your strengths, whether it be a footballer or a business owner, make sure to tune in on Wednesday's Get Better Plan episode. Our Friday uh, bite-sized episode will, will be with Sean Baker, the founder of Peak Performance Centre located in Adelaide, and that will be released as a 15-minute um, valuable content for uh, strength and conditioning coaches wanting to work in elite sport as well as um, how to manage a facility. So if that is you, make sure to tune into Sean's episode on Friday for this week. And our live event for the week, our Prepare Like a Pro live chat show, will be with Chris Perkin, the founder and director of physios, at the West Coast Health and Performance. He also is a physio at the West Coast Eagles, so has been there for a number of years. So for all the physiotherapists, uh, those working in rehabilitation, elite sport, strength and conditioning coaches, and even athletes as well, make sure to tune in to this episode as Chris has a wealth of experience and knowledge and really looking forward to having him on for a one-on-one interview. We, we had him for our uh, high-performance facility collaborative event uh, not long ago, and we got a snippet of the uh content and and information that he can share and i'm really looking forward to diving a little bit deeper and having him on for a full um, one-on-one interview and let's get into this week's key topic all about uh, communication before we do i just want to uh, update you this will be the last time that we stream for the remaining of the afl season on a sunday due to match day commitments i'm going to move this so my match day commitments i'm going to move this to fridays at one o'clock so that's just a heads up if you're interested in these live shows and you want to engage with them by sending in questions or you just prefer watching them live, they'll be at Friday at 1 o'clock going forward and you can see the topic of the week um, on our YouTube channel. It's on the homepage and there's a section there that shows upcoming live events and I post them the week off. So um, if you're interested, make sure to tune in then. It does make it for a more dynamic show because I can answer your questions uh, live. Um, so not only do you... Get, make a guest appearance on the podcast, um, but you also get to contribute to the live show as well, which is uh, awesome. Okay, let's get into this week for the strength conditioning coaches running their own business and particularly working with remote uh, team or, or virtual assistants in my case. So Slack is something that I have, a, uh, is an app to communication platform. I love it. I've been using it for well over a year and a half and each of the virtual assistants, so I've got four, have their own channel. So it's a private, think of it like an SMS um, platform, but you can add attachments to it, videos, uh, links to websites. Um, so it's a great platform for dynamic um, one-to-one conversation. But also when we have a certain project within our team where there might be um, Revs, who's our website manager, and Cheryl, who manages our marketing, and we want to talk about um how we want to build awareness and a marketing campaign for our upcoming academy, for example, then uh, we'll have Revs in there, Cheryl, myself, and also Hazel, who manages our podcast, um, might be in there. And we're all discussing all things around um, building awareness and a marketing campaign for the academy. So you can also have projects where numerous team members are in there for a specific topic. Um, And unlike WhatsApp where... um, it, it can get quite messy if you've got a lot of chats with, with Slack. As soon as that task is done, that project is complete, you can just then delete it and, and move on. So it's really help, helpful. Uh, it's one of the apps on my phone that I do have notifications on because I know when I do get an alert um, from particular channels, um, then it prompts me to, to engage in those because they're usually urgent um, uh, business-related um, 
um, things to work on with my team members. So I highly recommend Slack and uh, it's a super easy platform to use and it's free as well. Zoom is the next one uh, that I'd recommend using So, or any face-to-face uh, communication with your team members just for that connection point of view. I'd catch up with our team members probably every couple of months. Uh, we do also use Loom, which is free for videos under 10 minutes. So for five to 10 minute how-to videos, sharing your screen uh, and just um, sharing information that's a lot easier through um, video opposed to explaining it in written form or an email um, or in Slack, then I'll, I'll use Loom for short videos and then I can send that link to Slack to the um, team member and vice versa. They can send me things on how to educate me on how to um, potentially do some new updates on our website, whatever it might be, or, or, or teach me a skill. Um, so it's a great way for providing feedback using Loom. And then for more connection-based sessions, meetings, um, stuff where there's a whole host of things to go through every couple of months, then I find Zoom is is the best place to go. Uh, and obviously for one-on-one chats, you can have a free account for an unlimited time, so no added costs. Um, and uh, yeah, with the to make the, the meetings effective, I find it's helpful the day before to send it an agenda to who, whoever's in the meeting and um, who's responsible for certain areas that we want to cover. And then after the meeting, once you've gone through uh, the agenda, to then email who's responsible for certain actions. So then it's really clear within your team who's working on what going forward. And if you do that, then you, you shouldn't need to catch up um, as often because it's an effective process rather than things just things getting missed and the communication having uh, holes. So, yeah, Zoom's my favourite platform for that. And then, like I said, using Loom and both free for those circumstances. Uh, having a live scheduling, uh, content scheduling document like Google Sheets is super helpful uh, for your whole team to be able to access and update depending on their roles. So like I said with Cheryl, she manages our marketing, has or manages our, our podcast. So we'll have a Google Sheets um, that we can update as soon as I've booked in a new uh, guest on the podcast and a thumbnail needs to be created, um, then I'll update their guest name when the date is booked in and then that can prompt Cheryl to create some social posts, maybe a newsletter to our um, members as well as uh, Hazel will know that when the podcast is going to be released. So either on a Tuesday or Friday we release our podcast for the week and I'll put in a date. So that just keeps things nice and simple and clean and organised. So I definitely recommend using Google Sheets. Google Docs. Uh, is also another live document that we use whenever we're um, working on developing a certain area. So it might be blog posts, it might be um, show notes for the podcast. So anything where me and my team are working together on a task together where I'll create the organic content and then Cheryl will then post it on our socials or, for instance, for the podcast, I'll add in all the people mentioned, the highlights of the episode, and then Hazel will then put that into publishing the podcast when it's up to its release date. So Google Docs are super helpful for um, any um, scheduling and tasks that you're doing working with a team. From there, uh, in terms of working with our strength and conditioning coaches, they're all uh, we all work remotely, and um, because it's a, a national team, so having a monthly invoice where I pay my coaches every month, and then within the invoice, and they're looking after an individual athlete, they'll we'll just use a simple traffic light system. So green, if there's the rapport is going well, the, the re- athlete's responding well to the program, 
uh, and the coach has a feeling that things are going really, really well. Therefore, they're going to continue on the program for the following month. Um, so no action needs to be made or, or no um, particular uh, conversations need to go on between me and the coaches or the athletes to help out. Orange and sort of on the fence, not sure, hard to read. So a conversation might start from that, uh, either with me or the coach or, or the athlete if I can help out in that in that circumstance. might be because they've got an injury or they're in a form slump or um, they're just not responding very well with the program, whatever it is. And then red is the coach flagging that uh, the athlete is coming to an end to the program. Uh, maybe they've communicated that or simply um, they're just getting a feeling that it, it's just not quite clicking for the, for the athlete. So that's where the coach and I will straight away get on a call, see if, if I can shed any light in that circumstance on how can we do things differently or um, can I help out with the athlete? Do we need to find a, a different time slot? Maybe the coach is fully booked and, and the athlete wants to book in more sessions, so we need to find a different coach or different schedule, whatever it might be. So we try and be proactive basically and, and see if we, it's much easier to keep an athlete on your program than it is to find a new athlete. So we always want to try and from a results point of view, you're always going to get better results when an athlete is happy and they're enjoying the program. Um so from a, and that's a big value of ours is athletes getting results that they're putting their hard work into. So if they're on our program for longer, we know we get better results. So that's a system that we use. And definitely recommend if you've got a remote team of, of coaches or staff, then that's a highly effective tool. So hopefully these uh, apps and systems that I've put in place over the last few years uh, help you if you're a new to running an online coaching business um, or maybe you're currently running one and you're just looking for some um, fine tuning uh, and also let me know of some systems that you use so if there's anything that you find helpful I'd love to know so either comment in the section below if you're watching in YouTube or send me an email at jack at preparelikeapro.com I'd love to know uh, your systems want to have a shout out to Tom Marriott um, who wrote this fantastic review on our iTunes podcast. He wrote, I found this podcast really helpful as a junior football player. Give a specific, he gives a spectacular insight into AFL life and the standards surrounding that. Looking forward to tuning in more of these amazing episodes. Thanks so much, Tom, for the review. For those new to the podcast, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, or, or Google, wherever it is, to never miss an episode. We release four every week. Uh, we have a short form Monday, which is just an update for the upcoming week. Tuesday is our long form podcast, which is usually a one on one interview with a uh, anyone that works in high performance or an, or an AFL player or staff. And then Wednesday is our get better plan, so a thirty minute educational content. Friday is usually a bite size uh, episode, so fifteen to twenty minutes from a recent collaborated event on a specific topic. So it might be how to improve your kicking, how to get um, more powerful um, on the football field, or maybe some business skills on how strategy coaches can develop an online uh, audience. So, yeah, if you if you're new to the podcast, make sure to follow so you never miss an episode. And if you've been enjoying our content and listening to our podcast for some time now, I'd greatly appreciate a review. It might be on a specific episode um, that you really enjoyed. So I know um, to make sure that we, we're getting more of that type of content, but also uh, it's a massive motivation booster by getting reviews like, like Tom. So thanks again, Tom. I'm going to stream over to Instagram now and we'll go over our power tip um, for how to improve and train like an AFL speed forward and defender, but also answering your questions. G'day, Instagram world. Welcome to this week's 
weekly update. It's going to be our last Sunday show uh, for the upcoming or current AFL season due to my match day commitments. I'm going to move this to a Friday at 1 p.m. So heads up going forward as next week, these will be on Friday. G'day, Jack. If you have any questions, make sure to send them through. Geordie Love, good to see you again, mate. And I'm just going to dive straight into the questions. So we've got Two questions sent through this week. G'day, Michael, via uh, direct message. First one is from LinkedIn. We have, it, it's one o'clock Friday. It's good, man. So Bob has written in from LinkedIn, direct message. What age should my daughter start lifting weights? Great question, Bob. Uh, I would say it depends on a couple of factors. One, um, what type of sport is is your daughter playing? So, is, it, is she playing a highly competitive sport where she is wanting to um, play at the highest level? Then starting to drip feed in some weight training can be helpful uh, if her schedule allows for it. I know a lot of uh, young athletes have got a pretty demanding schedule with their school commitments, club sports, school sport, as well as all the academic demands as well. So um, taking into account her schedule, you might start with one to two times a week. And from an age point of view, it just depends on um, one, again, their schedule, her appetite to lifting weights. So if it's a real deterrent and she's she's not valuing um, the sessions at all, then be mindful of that because you don't want to burn her out. Um, so that would be another factor. But if, if schedule has some openings and she has some energy for it and there's an appetite to start weight training, then you can start at any age. If she's competing in sport, the demands and physical stress on the body uh, of competitive sport is always going to be far greater than what you can do in the gym. Um, we just want to make sure that you pair up with a good coach that can teach you technique. So find a coach in your area. Uh, hopefully there's a prepare like a pro coach in your area. Um, feel free to check out the, our locations on our preparelikeapro.com website for all our coaches' um, areas that they work, whether it be in Melbourne, Victoria, or nationwide. Uh, and if there isn't, then feel free to get in touch anyway. And I'm, I'm no doubt um, within the industry, we can find a coach that can help your daughter in terms of building development technique with your basic movement patterns. And, that, and that's the real key when you're starting off. So that can be as young as uh, eight, nine, 10. It might not be you're in a gym. You might just be learning how to use your body weight um, on the field. And, and involve, if she's a soccer player, involve the soccer ball um, to keep it fun and, and play plenty of games. So there is no right or wrong age to when to start, just take into account schedule, your demands, and then also their appetite for doing that type of activity. And if if there's um, room there, then start at any age and start with a coach. So you're, you're following a, a, a coach who's experienced that can also fit in the appropriate load um, with their schedule. Hopefully that helps, Bob. Like I said, if you've got any more questions, feel free to email us. Um, but, yeah, it's a slow burn weight training. You want to make sure you're fitting it around the athlete's schedule. Thanks for whoever's giving us all the love uh, on Instagram. Next question is from Charlotte. I want to improve my jumping. What are the best exercises? Great question, Charlotte. Um, so best exercises, anything that's going to improve your max force production, so trap bar deadlift, uh, RDLs, box squats, uh, so we want to work on lifting heavy early in the week. Um, like I mentioned earlier with Bob, making sure that you've got sound movement mechanics first. So if you're moving efficiently, then we want to add load progressively uh, within your program. Even if you're in season, you, you should be lifting heavy early in the week, working on your max strength. And that's your ceiling for your power production. So although you're not moving fast, it will have a, a um, 
transfer to your to your power production. So lifting heavy is really, really important uh, for jumping and we want to lift heavy with knee dominant movements. So think of squat and also hip dominant movements. So think like a deadlift. And then from there, we want to make sure that you're doing some power-based, velocity-based movements in the gym. So simple as squat jumps, uh, both double leg, single leg. Um, we want to moving straight up vertically, so t- head towards the ceiling and then horizontally as well, so jumping as far out in front of you as you can. And uh, so plyometrics, really, really important to practice and, and get that specificity and we can transfer that strength that you're doing in the gym to your more power-based movements. From there, if depending on what age and how long you've and your training age in the gym, you might use band, so accommodating resistance to improve your power. So if you're finding a bit of plateau and you've been lifting for a number of years uh, in the gym, then using chains and, and power bands and, and um, some sort of velocity tracker to see how fast the barbell is moving or how fast the object that you're moving um, in those power-based movements to get an objective measure and that can really improve your intent to move as fast as possible. If you haven't got that tech, um, just make sure every time you do a plyo, you've got intent to move as fast as possible. So you're getting that, uh, what we call, you're surfing the force velocity curve. You're doing your force stuff at the top of the um, top of your force production and then you're doing the velocity-based stuff at the bottom where you're moving as fast as you can. So getting both of those in. And then in, if you if you can practice bridging them together, so work on in the middle, which is your power work, then doing some light um, weighted exercises and moving them as fast as possible. So squat jumps, um, maybe just with a barbell on your back, uh, dumb, holding two dumbbells, jumping onto a box. Um, so light external load, a weight vest could be another one, uh, power bands around the hips, so any sort of external load. And you same thing, you're trying to move as fast as possible, but you've got a constraint with extra weight, so you're getting a different stimulus and, and hopefully producing a little bit more force, but you're still producing it rapidly. Uh, so hitting those three are really, really important if you want to improve your power action. Hopefully that helps Charlotte. If, is, uh, if you're looking for more specific exercises, now that I've just sort of given you a general overview, then head to our YouTube channel. We've got a playlist dedicated to power development. So it's called Prepare Like a Pro on YouTube. And then you just look at our playlist and look at the power playlist. This week we have Paul um, for our final question. And then I'll go into this week's power tip on how to AFL, how to train like an AFL speed forward. Um, and Defender. Paul has written, how long should my gym sessions take in season? Uh, typically in season, I'll program for sets uh, in off-season, pre-season and season. And uh, a lower body session, our main one of the week would be anywhere between 15 and 20 sets for a higher week. Maybe you've got an eight-day turnaround, you do 20 sets. And then for a six-day, you only do 15 of your working lower body sets. Uh, how long that take? Um, I wouldn't put a time on it, to be honest. So if you're feeling fatigued, give yourself a longer rest so you can still get good intensity, so you're resting longer, uh, and therefore it stretches the session out. But on average, if I had to give you um, an estimate, I'd say anywhere between 45 minutes would probably be a typical lower body session if if you're productive in the gym uh, and you've got a structure and you're following that would be probably your standard. And then the, the second lower body session of the week, which is a total body session at the moment on our program, um, that would be around 10 to sort of 15 lower body sets um, in the week. And that's um, that would take, because there's upper body movements in there and trunk movements in there as well, around that sort of 35 to 45 minutes. But if you need to take longer because you're having good quality rest in between your heavier sets, then then I'm all for that because rest periods allow intensity. So I wouldn't necessarily put a time on it, Paul, um, but that hopefully that gives you a ballpark of, of what you should be doing in season.
really important that you keep the strength development up. And uh, I definitely have seen footballers and currently are this season getting stronger in season. Uh, so from a long-term athlete development point of view, sometimes you are preparing athletes for that week and that and everything is going into that week. But sometimes you're also preparing them for a couple of years down the track and they're putting a bit of energy into um, getting stronger and more powerful. Um, cheers, Geordie. Uh, it's going to be a ripping game uh, into – you know, let's say they're 16 year old, so they're priming by 25. So you're focusing more on their long term development. All right, let's get into this week's power tip on how to train like an AFL speed forward and defender. So, firstly, um, some key performance indicators from a physical point of view for speed forwards and defenders. We have clearly speed is important. Um, so, when we're talking about speed, we're talking about in short distances, so hard accelerations. Um, going from a, a static or on the jog pace to a, a really high speed pace, so maybe 80% of your max speed in a short distance. Your agility, so ability to react to um, an opponent for a defensive pressure act um, or your ability to cut and evade an opponent when you've got the ball. And then repeat speed, so repeat high-intensity efforts that are a little bit longer in in duration, so thinking like 40-metre, 60-metre, 80-metre efforts, so for those half-forwards that work really hard on the way up and then they're able to get at the back to get a goal, um, they can get ahead of their uh, opponent. So not only put pressure and try and keep the ball inside 50 or within their forward half of territory um, by working hard with repeat speed efforts but also then dart back and and make um, impact on the scoreboard because that's when we know for today's chaotic nature of the game and how fast paced it is if you can make the most of a turnover um, then you've got a good opportunity to kick a goal so that repeat speed effort is is critical so they're the three big three that i want to focus on today um, in terms of what moves your needle for uh, improving these qualities your body posi- composition is massive so make sure you're not carrying too much fat or muscle as all these metrics will be negatively affected because they're power to weight type of movements so to be a dynamic speed forward and and defender, you want to make sure that you've got uh, good skin folds. Uh, you're not carrying too much muscle. You're not carrying too much fat. So get assessed by a dietitian at your club to see where you sit, and then you you might compare that to the best speed forward in your club, or or compare it to yourself when you've played your best game and you know what your um, body composition is, um, then that can be a target, which is always the best way to go. Um, however, if you don't know and you're working towards finding that sweet spot, then that's where it can be helpful to see um, guys that you look up to, guys and girls, and see where do they sort of sit and you can find some trends within the data. If you're not sure, just reach out to me and I'm happy to provide some more information depending on your height and your weight. Of course, it's quite individual. Secondly, assuming you have a well-designed gym program, we want to really target your lower body strength and power. So getting the fundamentals right and have your key exercises that you attack every week. So everyone's going to be a little bit different. Um, For some, it might be the box squat. Some, it might be the trap bar deadlift. Uh, But we want to make sure we've got one of those that we're doing um, and we're working really heavy uh, early in the week and you're, you're improving your strength in that area. Then from there, some plyometrics, either before your field training or um, after your field training, within your field training, however you, you can fit it into your program where you're jumping for height and you're jumping for distance, both single leg, double leg, and lateral movement, and then pairing this in with your ability to cut off one step. So that ability to, you're moving at speeds in a straight line, and then rather than shuffling your feet, which takes more time, and then changing direction, you're able to just stop on a dime and 
um, and cut and change your, your lane that you're moving. So doing that off one step, like think of an NFL um, running back, they're elite at doing this and it's starting to drip feed into the Australian culture of our strength and conditioning athlete development now. So the game's moving faster, so your ability to be able to do this from an offensive point of view is critical. Um, so making sure that you're uh, you're working on that, whether you, you're doing a drill where you're just running tent for a five-metre cone in front of you and then you're cutting off that cone on the inside of the cone. Make sure we're not our foot's not going outside of the cone. Um, so that's really, really important. Your foot's relatively close with your centre of your mass, so underneath your hips when you're cutting. Then you might progress that drill to a forward hard XL and then a partner out the front is pointing in which way they want you to, to um, change directions. So and that way you're reacting to a stimulus. And then you might progress the next drill, g'day whitey, um, to uh, running out in same distance but the a person who's pointing out the front in the previous drill is now closing a lane. So let's say you've got four cones lined up and the person holding the uh, standing on the drill standing in the middle, you're facing them, you accelerate as hard as you can and then they're just going to close one lane and then you're cutting in, in intensity free space. So that's an examples of some ways that you can do it in a sort of controlled manner and hopefully that then will then transfer into your um, football drills, which is obviously the most specific way. So that's the offensive side. The defensive side is shuffling your feet. And that's where we want to, from a when you're trying to lay a tackle, you don't want to just be going flat knacker when you're 20 metres from that tackle or 10 metres away from it because you're more than likely to be faded and, and miss the tackle. We want to think of it like, I remember Rich, the combat coach at Hawthorne, would talk about it all the time, where you're, you're hunting your prey, like think of it like a cheetah, where they're um, – you know, corralling the content, uh, the opponent, uh, and then once they're within um, reach, that's when they strike, okay? So that's where shuffling your feet can be really, really important um, when you're in defense. So drills like agility grid, which you just create a four-by-four-meter grid, you're in there for 20 seconds and you've got someone pointing to different cones um, and you might do three sets of three reps of that one. So you're, you're practicing forward shuffle, back shuffle, side to side. And then a T drill, so create T shape into your cones. You accelerate out to the top of the T, shuffle to your left, shuffle back to the right. So that's really, really important drill. We want to make sure we're not crossing over our steps, but we're keeping in that athletic stance the whole time when we're moving in that um, shuffle drill. So they're the two key areas from agility point of view. Repeat speed, I love 60, 80, 100, 120 and 150 meter efforts. So they're really, really good because you can maintain a good speed um, while um, doing those. So obviously if you're, uh, you've got a really good base and um, you've been training for a number of years, then you'd probably do the higher end, the 150s, because you, you've, you've got good speed reserve. And if you haven't got that yet and we're still building base, then we want to try and just do like the 40s or 60s or 80s. And then we just give you some rest periods between those efforts. So you're still getting this similar volumes, um, but we're just – there's not as high density. We're just breaking it up a little bit. So we're getting that speed, which is the priority for repeat speed training. Hopefully this helps for all our speed forwards and defenders out there. Uh, make sure to like this episode. Uh, and if you're a coach out there and you're wanting to join our academy, we have 100 free spots on our wait list. And the, the wait list is also going to have a limited time offer of only $20 a month after that month trial. So that will never go up if you're a part of that wait list. So it's, it will, as the academy grows and we're getting more high-performance coaches on there and content, uh, obviously the value is going to increase over the years uh, and therefore the membership may go up over or will go up over the over the years. However, for those limited time um, wait lists, g'day, Geordie. Um, Jordy's going to be on there, which will be awesome. Uh, he's an intern coach, so he gets a free access anyway. Um, but yeah, if that will release in 1st of July. 
if you're a strength conditioning coach or you've got mates that you think would benefit from joining this community, make sure to share. Um, I did a recent post on our Instagram, so you can comment in that video. It's our recent reel uh, for some more information on there. And then once you join the waitlist, every week I'm going to uh, engage with that waitlist email by sending you snippets of what to expect um, once the membership is live. We're just currently building out the website, but working hard on it and really excited for what's to come. So for all the strength and conditioning coaches out there that want to work in elite sport and make an impact, but also develop your online business, um, this is something that we're going to be working on together. So jump on the wait list. The website will be in our show notes. It's academypreparelikeapro.com.au and you can Head, uh, click in your email address and then I'll update you with some more information of what to expect. I'll see you guys on the next show. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like A Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like A Pro community possible. And just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely anytime. time.